reading and talking about the book Om Fire in the Head by Daniel Levy. We're today looking at the third Ogum or few and the first Acme. This is fern or foundation. Fern is all about foundations. To the initiate this can open many doors deeper into the depths of the psyche but this takes work as well as contemplation. And fern also speaks to the process and that it is the root of tradition. Tradition can only come from repetition of words and works in set times with set steps. And while it can be individual, it will be empowered greatly if, um, as a tradition, it becomes transpersonal. When two or more persons set out to repeat with intent and imbue with meaning certain processes and actions, this creates a resonance. The psyche is affected by it just as it affects the world. This is the micro level interaction that on a macro level may be seen as quasi-divine, as in an encounter or interchange of energies between ancestral gods and men. Fern evokes a deep welling of memory in the soul of the initiate. We will find that Muin, which is one of the other fews, uh, the first row, first few in the third acme, contains the active and passive mental cognitive processes of the mind, which is half of the traditional process. Foundation is here thought of as a tradition because all of Druidry is founded upon our oral and recently preserved written tradition. Likewise, a fern is very closely linked with memory and the mnemonic processes of OM alliteration. The initiate will find that in foundation, in fern, the ancestral ways always return to the present. These are thought uh, as dead at times, but are they're merely sleeping. Fern helps us to awaken them and revive them. In fern, we find a, a very mystical tradition of the salmon of knowledge and the hazels of wisdom. This is probably the most mystical of all mysteries in the Irish sagas. It's the combined energy of fire and water also, and will be maybe not immediately evident without further investigation, but we'll get into that as well. There can be seen a tripartite entity, divide, an entity divided into three distinct personalities, yet these cannot be unrelated on a fundamental level, and we'll see that when we get further into it. Now, this isn't something that you read about uh, an, a three-part entity uh, dealing with the fins. This is something that through my studies and researches I've found to be evident, but we'll talk about it. So, here we go. The three fins are Fenton, which is the salmon of knowledge, Finnegus, who catches the fish, and Finn McCool, who eats the fish. So, alliterating with firm, the F-O-M, and fulfilling the role uh, of foundation is Fenton, the salmon of knowledge. So far, we have discussed Bokra, or the ocean, and Bith, the land who rose up from the ocean. And the waters around the land is the salmon, the eldest ancestry, who lives through all ages, preserving all knowledge, histories, wisdom, eras, Though the worlds be destroyed, he lives on to renew the elder wisdom. He is the archetypal memory of the ancestors. The link between the divine and the human. 
His struggle is ever upward against the current. Uh, upstream, the perfect symbol of the, uh, of the druid initiate whose truth is against the world. His struggle is a personal one first, to return to beginnings, to the source, a metaphor for finding and learning magic and poetry, of all things, to where memory began. And again, we're talking about foundation. So he's going back to the source, the foundation. The obstacles that he overcomes are obstacles the initiate overcomes on his path to sovereignty, to self-deification. Once his destination is reached, he shares his essence with the world in two ways, through the genetic spawning in which the wisdom is encoded and in which is dispensed down the five streams that issue from the pool or well, which are the streams or the senses through which such wisdom must be gained or experienced, the empirical senses. Secondly, he knows via his own wisdom of the prophecy of the giving further of his true essence, his magical essence, which is evident in the color of the flesh of his skin. Tattooed red is his belly and head, in witness to his own wisdom. And it is at this stage that he gifts his wisdom, his gift, which is his very self. He becomes the gift and the giver, as it were, to other selves, or to his other selves, even, in order to triple distill the wisdom eternal, which then becomes gifted to mankind to elevate him, at least potentially, into immortality. The hazels, the buon or boan hazels that hang over the pool are um, uh, they drop these hazelnuts down into the five streams. The story, the, there's an alternate story that has seven and one that says nine, but generally it's five, which represent the streams, leading to ever greater mysteries for the initiate. These magical nuts of inspiration from the cold tree or hazel tree, the hazelnuts, uh, ring musically as they fall into the pool. And depending on the seven and the nine, uh, are the most beautiful music in the universe that is created. From this, all music derived, and from these nine hazels are the nine beautiful notes attributed to the oems. The gods answer to these songs, so primal and ancient are they. Fenton hears these tones and consumes that which creates the oem ingesting the voices of the gods themselves. This is the first distillation of the mighty wisdom of Finn. Finn uh, Fern speaks of a second Finn, Finnegus, the white poet, or the great white poet, uh, who sat in vigil at the banks of the waters, seeking the story and salmon of knowledge. He knew the prophecy of one who is called Finn, who he assumed was himself. Uh, the, the one who is destined to apprehend the ancient salmon and to receive its great storehouse of wisdom, ancestral and magical. Poetry, that is magic, was always sought out at the water's edge as a place of beginnings and in-between, a source of things. Phinegas sat in vigil seven long years. So great was his quest, his devotion to wisdom. Finally, he, as if in a stroke of luck, saw a salmon leap out of the water and onto the bank right where he was at, where he apprehended it. He knew at once that this was, in fact, the great salmon he had sought. He kindled a fire and began to prepare the herbs. He knew, he, he knew this was going to be the greatest feast he had ever tasted. And yet, a third fan emerges, a, young, a youth named Demna, 
a little the little bald one. He was young, yet he bore the mark of baldness and wisdom early on. He had been scorned and shunned and had retaliated, inciting anger in those who had persecuted him. In his wisdom, he knew that to raise his master of poetry, mastery of poetry, would would raise his honor price, which is, I think, it's called Eric, and that no one could afford to pay that Eric for injuring a poet or a druid, a bard. So he journeyed after the great Finnegus at the banks of the river to learn the great art, and was met by the same while he was preparing the fire and herbs to cook the salmon of knowledge. He asked the boy his purpose and his name. The youth told him his name was Demnon, his reason for his coming to learn poetry. So Finnegus told him that he would instruct him and to watch the fish that was roasting on the spit while he searched for more fragrant wood to flavor the smoke. So he instructed the boy not to eat, nor even taste the flesh of the fish, but to keep guard of it and not allow it to burn. So as he was gone, he was keeping watch. A boil rose up on the flesh of the skin. And the boy pressed his thumb on it to flatten it down, and it burned his thumb. So, instinctively, uh, he brought it, the burned finger, to his tongue to ease the pain. And tasting the oily essence of the flesh, he was blinded by the wisdom of thousands of years in an instant. He heard a word whispered as from a distant star. When Finnegus returned, he witnessed a change in the boy, which alerted him that the thing had happened. He asked the boy, uh, he asked, and the boy explained, Perplexed, he asked the boy's name once more. Demna, the boy said. He said, yes, but what is it you're called? To which the youth answered truthfully, Finn, Finn McCool. Finnegus understood at once that this was the Finn, in fact, for whom the prophecy was written, and that he himself was a vehicle for that prophecy's unfolding. Just one part in three. So, Fern in this story illustrates the way in which a, the concept of foundational memory or wisdom is recovered. Through seeking the wisdom at its source, through vigil, through vigilance, through questing, through real-world action. These were equally applied to principles such as duty and truth, especially when joined with the tra traditional codes of loyalty but also when considering the adherence to one's own foundational values and the loyalty to oneself it requires to stand fast and firm to those values in the face of all odds. As we have found in the salmon's deep red color and the fact that fern, the F-O-M, is a trip to the alder tree, whose sap is blood red, fern is a fiery energy in red. The representation of the vitality and longevity of life found in the fern via Fenton, is further illustrated in the, the human-like quality of the alder tree, whose flesh is white, and when cut, the sap is like blood, it's red, representing the lifeblood and vitality of man. Fern finds Philet, or Philet, as the profession or craft of the FOM. It's the art of poetry, or, or poetry and bardism. This is druidry, as Poetry is magic to the bard. Just remember, we're talking about alliterative poetry. Fern must also speak to the initiate about tradition and lore and the preservation of these. It must be remembered that just as Oam is known to have been carved upon wood and upon stone, tradition must be treated in such a manner. It where mind and imagination are of absolute necessity for the growth of tradition. Memory, in fact, is equally important for enshrining it. But Fern warns us 
not to become so glued to the past that the present becomes invisible to us. We can't be parators of those who use their minds, but we must use their wisdom to inform our own so that we can create. As true divine beings, the worlds which we are coming to inhabit with our lore and our magic. The foundational aspect of Fern is mirrored yet again in the Fenton story when Finn, the youth, burned his finger and put it to his mouth. From that instant on in the sagas, he need only to place that thumb or finger into his mouth or to bite upon it, and what wisdom he sought would be granted. This is representative of the foundational traditional nature of ritual. Because ritual, especially transpersonal ritual, creates a resonance which multiplies spent energy exponentially as it becomes comprehensive. That is, it is cumulative, it builds. It builds upon the existing motion and needs not be overcome, uh, not, needs not overcome, rather, full stasis where the movement from past magical action exists. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Fern is a druid's helpmate and a fitting companion in the dark forest grove. I hope you've enjoyed today's reading, and as always, wish today happiness to you. And since we're talking about Irish today, Felcha, welcome. Slauncha, health. <laughs>